you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, a company created a cooking competition inspired by Buddy the Elf. The prize money is a, it's pretty decent, twenty five hundred bucks. Second, speaking of Buddy the Elf, Kev, remember you said on the show that you would like to recreate the Buddy the Elf meal. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. HelloFresh is making it super easy with their Buddy the Elf spaghetti meal kits. <laughs> it comes with everything you need to make it the meal for the movie. And finally, in the world of food, do you think all you can eat is profitable? Profitable as a business model? I would think it depends on what what's out on your all-you-can-eat buffet. How about Endless Shrimp? It was not profitable for Red Lobster. They created the Endless Shrimp permanent menu item, and Red Lobster lost $11 million in the third quarter. <laughs> wow. People can put down some shrimp. <laughs> Holy guacamole. They ra- raised the price by 25 bucks to help stop the bleeding, but they're not taking it off the menu. Really? I think the key was they were hoping like, oh, they'll order some drinks. They'll order a salad first. Mm -hmm. And it's like, nope, bring me the shrimp. Yeah. I don't don't need a drink. I'll drink the cocktail sauce. Maybe they need to. (laughs) They need to talk to the people. (laughs) Drink the cocktail sauce. Maybe they need to talk to the people from uh, Golden Corral and figure out how they're because those people are printing money over there. Yeah. Got to line out the door every day. Right. All you can eat. Maybe shrimp is just too expensive. I don't know. Maybe. Coming up in just a minute, do you feel like New Year's resolutions are outdated? Have New Year's resolutions, do you feel, become obsolete? More than half of Americans say yes, according to a new survey. Hmm. Over half of us give up on our resolutions by March, and only 5% of us stick to them for a full year. Why don't they work? Well, most people give one of three reasons. They feel too pressured by resolutions. They feel that they don't create lasting change. And finally, New Year's resolutions feel like a chore. And across all age groups, the most common kinds of resolutions we're likely to set at general health, how we eat. But we also make resolutions about how we're going to handle our money. They say the best advice Break down a resolution into much smaller, more attainable goals. Yeah, I found, too, if you don't go, like, too big, like, something manageable, like, you know, do something simple that you know you can you can do, and it's going to bring you joy. Like, uh, 2024, I'm going to eat more potato chips. I can That's do doable. That. Yeah. I can do that. I think I can handle that, too. There you go. So maybe, that, maybe we should <laughs> want to decide that right now in 2024, the year we eat more chips. I might change it to chocolate, <laughs> but yes, I'm with you. <laughs> about you, but I must have just been in the mood for Christmas cheer and glitter last night. Like, I the, wait till you hear what I watched. And I was riveted through the mm. whole thing. Normally, it's the kind of thing you're like, eh, I got a sense of it and I'm done. I watched every minute. I'll tell you about it next. I don't know what got into me last night. My husband, he does this thing. He's like my TV DJ. Mm-hmm. And I, it's so weird. I hope I'm not the only one who's like this. I quite literally never touch the remote ever. He just is like my TV DJ. And sometimes I just don't even have time for TV. But every once in a while, he'll be like, look, 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 look what I found for you. And he knows it's something I may like. Mm-hmm. And this was something where when he first put it on, I was like, this looks so cheesy and fluffy. I bet you I'll watch like five minutes and I'll be good to go. I watched the whole thing and it was uh, an actress named Hannah Waddingham. She's British and she happened to be, she played Rebecca and Ted Lasso and she did a home for Christmas special hmm. and she's in London at this famous theater 
And at one point, there's a moment where she, um, she's like, she starts getting choked up. And she's like, my eight-year-old daughter is here tonight. And they never showed her daughter's face, which I thought was really smart. And she said, I, as an eight-year-old, would watch my mother perform here as a mezzo. Um, she was a singer, her mm-hmm. mom, and they flashed to her mom and dad. Mm. And then at one point after one song, after this song, she sang Oh Holy Night. Or no, was it Silent Night? Silent Night in their honor for her daughter and her mom. And they flashed over and dad was totally in tears. Mm. And just like all the emotions and fact that it felt kind of live, even though I know it wasn't live. I don't know what it was, her vocals, because she's been on Broadway. I just, I... I loved it. You were in. Yeah, I had to watch it. I had to pause and go get some work done for the show and come back and finish it. So I didn't watch it all in one sitting. But yeah, I wanted to see the whole thing. And I was like, what has gotten into me? What I think you, I've turned into Buddy the Elf. Because other other people are going to watch it. What did you watch it on? What was uh, it on? Apple TV Plus. There you go. Yeah. It's the Hannah Waddingham Home for Christmas special. Smart of uh, Apple TV Plus to... Go back to the Ted Lasso well. Yes. <laughs> what, what can we do for Christmas? I know. <laughs> and let's just say there's a lot of surprises for people who like that show. Oh, and no I'll also say what in the world when people can act and sing. Mm-hmm. Man, people are talented. Yeah. I can't yeah. do either. So I'm so impressed. <laughs> so do you think that'll become a Christmas show you'll watch every year? What was it called? Christmas with... Uh... Uh, with Hannah Waddington. It was uh, called Home for Christmas. That is a one-off for me for sure. Yeah, but the vocals oh, are back. so. The singing is so high quality. Like next year, her you won't, voice is amazing. You won't go back and be like, "Oh, that's, that was so good. Let's watch it again." I don't or you think have company so. come by and be like, "Hey, you got to watch this. It was so good." Uh, I, I did say to my husband, "I wish my mom had Apple TV Plus because I think she would like it." But okay. that's about it. What are your must watch? What must must watch every Christmas, um, or it won't be Christmas. I tell myself there's must watches, but I because of the Christmas to do list, it mm-hmm. doesn't usually happen. Um, I really enjoy Christmas with the Cranks. Mm-hmm. I think that is the funniest movie, and it has so much okay. sentimentality in it too. I've got uh, I've got three on my list that I gotta watch every every Christmas, or it's just not the same. Buddy the Elf. Yeah, the one, that's one of them. Yeah, Elf is one of them. Uh, Love Actually, I like watching that with Trace. Uh, and uh, the live action version of The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Oh, I can, wow. I, can I would quote, have never said that about you. I That's can quote, well, because it's so many great Christmas one liners from that movie, right? I took your son to see that the day it came out because you and Tracy had a house closing. How about that? That's so, but funny. there's so many great one liners from The Grinch and, uh, and also from Buddy the Elf. I mean, I have a whole vocabulary around, around both of those. Yeah. Like Jim Carrey is The Grinch, a child mentioned. A check. <laughs> I remember when you he's love the, that line. He's the yeah. cheermeister, and they're like shoving who cake in his face, and he's like, "Come on, is that all you got?" <laughs> man, or, I don't think I've wait, seen it wait. since I took Kyle. When they ask him to be the cheer, oh man! When they ask him to be the cheermeister, and he gets out his day planner, and he's like, "Let's say well, Monday, Jazzle's eyes. Tuesday, solve world hunger. Tell no one. I'm booked." <laughs> <laughs> That movie is now 23 years old. Wow. Ugh. So do you remember what it was like getting to school in the morning? Was it your mom, your dad? Maybe I I rode a little tiny school bus. Yeah, we were um, usually, we were either walkers or bus riders. Okay. Not a lot of parents took their kids to school. Yeah, back I never got a ride. I was too far. And then when I was close to school, mom made us walk. We had to walk to school. But get this, in Sweden, kids are taking 
what they're calling the Tesla of the seas. There's a company that's created the first electric boat, and it's like a school bus for kids. And they're riding a boat that goes 35 miles an hour Hmm. to school every day. It's brand new. It's a whole new thing. And all I can think of is what it was like growing up in Jupiter, Florida, and when kids in front of me would um, roll the window down. And I'd be like, ah, oh, it's picture day, please. And my hair is blowing all over the place and Jupiter, Florida humidity. Can you imagine being on a boat? What my hair would look like by the time I got to school. Ugh. So we're talking about walking to school. What did you do? Did you walk? Did your parents take you? Bus? Maybe a boat like they're doing in Sweden now. Um, I've got a really specific memory of walking to school, especially at this time of the year. That's pretty funny. We'll talk about it next. Okay, so uh, I was I was a walker to school. Uh, other than one, two, other than three years of school, I walked to school every day. Um, parents, if I would have told my mom, like, "Hey, can you drive me to school?" She'd have been like, "No, you have two legs. You can totally <laughs> walk." Um, but this time of year, especially. Uh, if you got a shower and then left for school and didn't dry your hair completely because I lived in Baltimore, your hair would freeze. Oh, how funny. On the way to, yeah, you never experienced that in Jupiter, Florida. No. But your hair would freeze walking to school. You'd get like this frost on top of it. And then would it start to drip once you got back well, no, inside it wasn't that school? wet. It was yeah. just like damp. You'd get a frost on it, but you'd walk into school and you'd see all these people with literally frosted hair. <laughs> You know how every once in a while in life we're good enough about slowing down for a second and realizing this is a really special moment. I don't want to miss it. Mm. Let's talk about that in just a minute. You know, there's unique moments in life where you're like, oh, this is really special. I need to just soak this in and never forget this moment for the rest of my life. We all have them, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I had one the other day uh, that happened very spontaneously. I wasn't expecting it. When my mom was here visiting from our hometown of Jupiter, Florida, this is the first time she's been able to travel in years and years, especially over the holidays, because she was caregiver to my dad who had MS and he passed away in January. And when he died, he was basically kind of like a quadriplegic. He couldn't do anything from the MS. So she was constantly by his side. So she came to visit us and we were doing this craft that she made in my sister's kitchen and then. She walked over and I was looking at my sister's nativity scene that she had gotten out. And my niece had kind of put put it out while, you know, because they surprised her while she was mm-hmm. gone. And my mom was like, oh, do you mind if I if I rearrange these the way we used to do it? It was the nativity set that my mom had all while we were growing up. And I found out that belonged to her mom. No kidding. And wow. we we're trying to speculate how old it is. Mm-hmm. And there's a little music box on the back. And we wound it up and it started playing Silent Night. Not the greatest. It was a little <laughs> off tune because it's so, so old. old yeah. But I immediately realized, wow, this is such a special moment to hear my mom walking down memory lane about this nativity scene, this manger scene being in her house as a little girl when she mm-hmm. was adopted growing up. And now it's in my sister's house with her wow. two daughters. And so I took, I start. my mom didn't know. I started taking pictures. I took a little video because I wanted to hear what my mom was saying. Mm. And everyone I've talked to from you, good friends of mine who have lost their parent, they say, soak it all in while you can. I think you should take that manger scene that you have and take it to like Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. Get them to take a look at it. However, you have to be prepared for the moment where they, you know, they take one of the wise men and turn it upside down and go, huh. Says made in China. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back over to my sister's house and look for clues. Cause we asked my mom, I, I played the video for myself just now. 
Um, we asked her, how old is this thing? She goes, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, because like we have a lot of relatives that came over from like Germany, Austria, that part of the world. And so maybe, I don't know, maybe it's old. Kevin was asking me, how old is it? I'm like, I think at least 100 years old. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is my mom was like, I usually put straw out here with with the manger. She said that to my sister and my sister goes, yeah. We can't do that. The three cats get into it. <laughs> so yeah, we have a manger scene like that, and Tracy puts straw out every year. That I think is probably still every year. The straw, the amount of straw gets less and less. I think yeah, it just kind of disappears it leaves a little bit every yeah, year. It leaves a little bit every year, but I think it's probably the straw my mom used to use when I was a kid. Like it's wow, still some so of it's in, still some of it's in there. Ever wonder if the Christmas traditions you establish with your kids and grandkids? are going to be carried on by the next generations. They took a look at how 20 to 42 year olds celebrate Christmas. First, they're pretty um, competitive when it comes to wanting some of the best Christmas decorations in the neighborhood. Hmm. I thought that was fascinating. Mine are the worst in the neighborhood. Um, A a third want. Oh, there's uh, there's a reason that. Yeah. A third want traditional decorating colors like red, white and silver. Mm -hmm. They also want their decor theme to spread to the gift wrapping. That is so me. I have a winter wonderland theme and I have to have winter wonderland wrapping paper bags and boxes. Um, cookie swaps are back in style and this will make you feel good. Mom and dad over 70% of 20 to 42 year olds follow the same traditions from their childhood. Hmm, That makes sense. But uh, I'm kind of interested in this OCD thing you have where your wrapping paper has to match your home decor. Most Christmas tree, most people you give a gift to are never going to see your tree. Right. They're never going to be there in person to see the tree, but it's important to you that they match. I enjoy it for 25 days with the matching boxes and <laughs> do you, bags. Do and- you tell people? OK, suppose you brought a gift in for Griff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to assume that unless you guys invite him over, he's probably not going to see your house. Will you tell him, by the way, make sure you tell Sarah the gift wrap matches. No, no, I wouldn't tell. You don't tell people? No, no, no. I oh, don't. I totally would. If I went through all yeah. that effort, I absolutely and would. And then my sister, she likes to tease me. She's like, are those prop gifts? And I went, yep. <laughs> so I got out the Winter Wonderland bags and put tissue paper in it. And I have a really cute Winter Wonderland box, but there's no gifts in them yet. <laughs> but it <laughs> just makes you later. happy. It makes me so happy. It makes happy. you happy to walk it in and see. It makes it look so complete. The decor is complete. I'll post a picture. You, you, it, it, like, well, shocking. You're, <laughs> it makes you happy to see oh, an empty so box underneath your tree. You sit there and look at it and go, oh, Christmas. <laughs> Coming up, what is up with so many people accidentally throwing away their wedding rings? This is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. What is up with so many people accidentally throwing away their wedding rings? A woman in New Hampshire accidentally threw her wedding ring in the trash and didn't realize it until it was already at the dump. But this is pretty wild. Workers managed to find it for her. In 20 tons of trash. Dennis is head of public works and he helped make the magic happen. It's like trying to find in a pile of leaves one specific leaf. I mean, because everything looks the same. I grabbed the ring, brought it up, cleaned it off for her, called her up. She was heartbroken on Wednesday, more than ecstatic on Friday. Had they been 15 minutes earlier, it would have already gone to the incinerators. Mm. Oh, isn't that wow. wild? And he's had some experience with finding ring. This rings. This is the third ring. They found for people just in two years. No kidding. Yeah. Oh. 
Who knew? I wonder, I, I hope they tip them or something. Right? Exactly, for digging through all that trash. Is this your year where you want your house to be so decorated for Christmas it looks like it's straight up out of Pinterest you know, or out of a, 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 a Instagram reel? North Pole Pinterest. I have the best little hack that I just, I'm like, why didn't I think of that? I'll tell you about it in just a minute. Okay, I'm going to guess what your uh, hack is for making your house look Christmas decorated, Pinterest worthy. It is hiring Buddy the Elf <laughs> to come and do what he did at the Gimbal's toy department in one night. That would be smart. But remember, remember we learned the best Buddy the Elf trivia ever in Taylor's The More You Know is it took a team three weeks to create that department <laughs> store scene. So they had to get it all right in one take one when they had the big yeah, we fight. Can't yeah, this. so crazy. No, this was one where I was like, I always wonder when I see stuff on people's houses, I'm always going, how did they get that up there? Hmm. How did they do that? And the one thing that I've never known how people do, which I think looks so pretty, is when you put lighted garland in a door frame like inside your house. I think it looks gorgeous. And I haven't like, I don't know how to do that. You know what you do? You just go to Walmart and get a cheapo shower rod. That's tension, you know, tension shower rod. Hmm. And you wrap the lit garland around it and then shimmy it up there and it holds on each side. It's not going to damage the walls. You're not going to put pins or, or nails or anything in your walls. And you've got this beautiful lit garden garland in your entryways of like, you know, certain rooms, like hmm. to the kitchen, the living room, wherever it's going to look the great. best. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I don't know. It's, it's one of those things sounds great in theory, but it sounds like if you put it into practice, people be like, why well, have a shower curtain hanging in your kitchen? <laughs> because you can't cover it well <laughs> enough. Because I'm not Pinterest. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I worry about is where does the cord go without people like me tripping all over Cords it? Cords are always, that's always the, yeah. uh, that's always the wild card, isn't it? You like put the garland up. Like we have that framing our entryway into our dining room. Tracy likes to put garland up around there. It always looks great. But then we have a cord going into our kitchen mm-hmm. to plug it in because that's the only outlet that'll work to have this thing going. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still, it looks fantastic. Don't get me wrong. How does she put it up there? She's got those little hooks that you can remove. The little oh, room. like the 3M command hooks? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, okay. yeah. It doesn't damage the paint? No, and and uh, if you're if you're lucky, they all hold <laughs> through, <laughs> through the whole Christmas yeah. season. That is truly a Christmas miracle. Well, next year she could try a shower curtain. Hey, would you say you're happy with your job or would you squarely be in the needs improvement category? Americans are unhappier at work than they have been in years. Mm. They're angry, stressed, disengaged. Three in five workers say their raises have not kept up with inflation. Employees who have had to come back to the office chafe by being micromanaged. And a lot of people feel underpaid and underappreciated. Now, one of the big problems is we've become increasingly transactional with our coworkers. People don't take the time to establish a connection with the people they work with. And another huge issue is wanting to feel part of a bigger sense of purpose at work. Hmm. Could you imagine if you went to your, dry, your, your job interview, the three first things you use to describe workers today are angry, stressed, and disengaged. So tell me, what are, what are some of the qualities you bring to the table? Well, I'm angry, stressed, and disengaged. <laughs> <laughs> they might go, oh, you'll fit right in. <laughs> welcome, welcome aboard. <laughs> Remember when you signed up for a second Google account? Maybe you needed a second temporary email address or wanted to secure a great username for your newborn or 
just felt like switching things up and forgot about the whole thing. Well, Google is eliminating inactive accounts in December, but there's an easy fix if you want to keep your email photos and other things you have stored there. If you're not sure you've used an account, just log in and do something that will reactivate it. Like Mm. I sent myself a test email how many Yesterday. accounts have you been forced to open because of work or something mm-hmm. like that? Like I have a Gmail account. I, I, I don't even know the password, I, but I had to open it for something. Yeah. I forget what. Maybe it was work. I don't know. It was. Was it? It's when we got <laughs> <Was> hacked. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I've, I That's when I opened one. I haven't checked it in years. Yeah. Like literally in years. I, then, well, that I went and checked it and did a test, sent myself a test email. So that it would reactivate it. Honestly, I don't even remember what the email was. Is it like <laughs> that's my, why Google's getting rid of this stuff? Is it my name dot something? <laughs> it's whatever you picked in the moment, whatever you're in the mood for. Yeah, it was probably I don't feel like doing this dot com. <laughs> it did something snarky. <laughs> Coming up, could the sign that you're in a healthy relationship be the orange peel theory? Could the sign that you're in a healthy relationship be The orange peel theory. Okay, here's the theory. It's that you can discern how much you can trust your partner and how loving they are by seeing how they react to you asking them to do just a little small task that you could easily do yourself, like peeling an orange. It's not about the task itself. It's about the other person's willingness to perform a small act of service like that for you out of love. Uh, The moral of the story is small acts of kindness in the lives of people you love go a long way to keep the relationship healthy. So are they encouraging people to go like, hey, uh, pluck me a chicken, peel me a grape. Pluck me a chicken. That's not a small task. That's a night. Are they encouraging people? My point is, are they encouraging people to like just come up with random things to test their their no, significant other's loyalty, devotion, and love. No, That's I just think wrong. it's more like if you're if you're dating someone, yeah. and they just won't do anything. Like, hey, could you could you grab the mail on the way home, or could you pick up some coffee? If they're just like, if they make a big deal about it, then they might be someone that's not exactly the most loving, giving person to hmm. spend the rest of your life with. Hmm. Think about this for a minute. What is the weirdest thing you've tried to stick in your carry-on luggage on a flight? Wait till you hear what my mom got confiscated at the airport. I'll tell you about it next. So here's the question. What is the oddest, weirdest thing you stuck in your carry-on bag that you thought, this will be fine? This will get through. Especially because, I mean, this time of year, we're all trying to bring, like, stuff for our family, maybe some gifts, maybe some weird food items. Mm -hmm. Uh, The worst ever that happened to my husband, Glenn, is my mom sent him home from Jupiter, Florida with three eggplants from her garden. And if you can picture these small, little, round eggplants, what they might have looked like in a deep, dark purple. (laughs) uh, Yeah, he got searched. And he looked at the guy and he just went, mother-in-law, and he goes... I get you, man. <laughs> and he got the eggplants through there you go. after further examination. But my mom was heading through the airport the other day. I think I had told you she came up with this great craft to do with her granddaughters mm-hmm. as a bonding activity. She yeah. spent weeks and weeks putting it together herself. Well, she goes to the airport. She's in her little wheelchair. The little wheelchair lady is pushing her to get to her gate because she's got a bad back. And they take... Her glue guns. <laughs> and my mom, the reason she's so resilient and doing so well, she's a feisty woman. And she was like, but 
You have to plug them in to do anything. Uh-huh. I can't possibly hurt someone. And even the lady who was sweet lady who was pushing her in the wheelchair said, she, it's just a glue gun. She's not going to hurt anyone. They, nope. They took, they confiscated an old, a little grandma's glue guns at the airport. <laughs> My poor mom. I just well, now shipped her one on Amazon. In their defense, she could have, in theory, glued all of the, the, the tray tables. She could have glued them all shut. But they, she didn't, they, they need power. She couldn't, they, they have They're power. not battery. No, no, no. There's They're power. Electric. There's a power unit in the bathroom. There's an outlet in there. There is. Why? For men who want to shave before they land. There's a power outlet in the bathroom. So my mom would have gone into the bathroom, plugged in her glue glue gun. gun, And then gone around individually and glued everyone's tray shut. Thinking she was a jokester. I get it. Yeah, she is such a scary person. I'm with the TSA there. So how about you? What's the weirdest thing you tried to get? Or maybe you had success getting it through security at the airport in your carry-on bag. Betsy, we're talking about weird stuff that you tried to get through TSA uh, in your carry-on bag. What what did you get snagged for? It wasn't my, me. It was my daughter-in-law. So my daughter-in-law went to Texas for a business trip, and she found a great barbecue place. And she took a plate of or, a plate of barbecue back to Oregon in her carry-on. <laughs> and it made it through intact without getting on her clothes or anything? Wow. Absolutely. You know, my mama brought on the plane from Baltimore because we couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they make in Baltimore was real traditional Polish kielbasa. And she oh, brought wow. it on the plane. She It was in her freezer. And then she put it in her carry-on bag and it's slowly starting to frost. By then, according to her, by the time they got she got off the plane, the whole plane smelled like kielbasa, (laughs) which people either got really hungry or really disturbed. One of the the two, right? Right? I don't think that's something I want to smell. By the way, you looked up the whole glue gun thing. Yeah, I totally Googled it. It says everywhere that, yes, glue guns are allowed in carry-on bags and Mm. it's safe. So why did my poor mom... Grammy, why did she get her two glue guns confiscated? I think that the TSA, she got them up here, okay. TSA people are they are every individual is they're judge, jury, and executioner. Every one of them. And they make stuff up. Someone wanted to do some crafting. You know what I saw on the news the other day? <laughs> the DEA can stop you in the airport and if you have money, they can take it from you. Like this they had two guys on. One guy had the DA took eight thousand dollars from him. He was a rapper and he was on his way to Los Angeles to get a video made. He had sold a car to get the money to pay for the video, and they just walked up to him and like, You have any drugs on you? He's like, No. Weapons? No. Any cash? Yes. How much? And he shows them and they like, Okay, we need that. That just ain't right. It's supposedly to stop drug trafficking. And he's like, I'm not a drug dealer. I'm a musician. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a whole big thing on the news. I think it was NBC Nightly News. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So your mom should be glad him. they didn't take her, her wallet, too. Yeah. <laughs> not that she had much in there other than her $5 tip. Right. First, for the wheelchair person. First my glue gun. Now this. I know. <laughs>